the Spirit, the Spirit. Do not be astonished that I said to you, you must be born from above. The wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered him, Are you a teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Very truly I tell you, we speak of what we know, and testify to what we have seen, yet we do not receive our testimony. If I have told you about earthly things, and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven, except the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish but have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. The Gospel of the Lord. Trust the force, Becky. Trust the force. 
invite the spirits and the breath and the wind to be just. Now, when I, when I have looked at this gospel over and over again, the thing that I keep on getting hung up on is this being born from above invitation. That Jesus tells Nicodemus that in order to see the kingdom of God, he must be born from above. And I've always sort of made fun of Nicodemus for being stuck in the literal sense of that, but I'm kind of stuck in the literal sense too, because I just keep on getting stuck on sort of my narrow view of what it means to be born again, which we all have an interesting relationship, I think, with that phrase in the Christian church. Um, I started out, I was born in a new development community in Texas. Uh, lots of people living in houses together, and my parents got the elders to get married, and, and everyone was speaking in tongues and being slain in the spirit, and everyone had their own morning and story. And we left that community when I was very young, but it stayed as part of my roots, stayed as part of our family's spirituality. Um, and then when I was, now this whole time I was in the Episcopal and Catholic Church, but I also, as a teenager, was friends with people who were very much in the evangelical charismatic movement still, and who had born again stories. I always felt a little bit cheated out of a, a born-again story because I had been raised with such a solid faith system of prayer every day and a sense of Christ in my life and knowing that I could trust Christ, that I could trust Jesus' presence and that I was beloved. For as long as I have known how to breathe, I've known that. And my friends who had born-again stories had stories where they went from not having that to having it in a really big and and I didn't have that. And so I always had that tension with the sense of being born again. And then I entered my twenties and I started traveling around the world and experiencing the way that different people related to Christianity in a different kind of way. And I started to associate born again with a kind of Christianity that is exclusive and judgmental and we're right and we're not wrong. I made a lot of assumptions and judgments about that kind of Christianity. And, and I, I did not have the same admiration for it for a while because I was living in my own judgments and assumptions. And I didn't want to be associated with that kind of Christianity. And then eventually I went through seminary and started to have a little more expansive view of the really big variety of ways in which we relate to Jesus Christ. Um, and when I think of this gospel again today, the sense of being born from above, I think that there are probably six billion different ways to be born in the Spirit, to be born from above. Six billion different ways to be made new in our lives by doing something new with God. And I wonder what that might be for me right now. And then, thankfully, on Thursday of this week, I had a chance to listen to Brother Curtis Holmquist from FSJ. He came to speak to some clergy in Weston, and I was there. And he spoke to us of the restoration of innocence. The restoration of innocence. And he spoke to us of this as a Lenten practice. And this is what he meant by the restoration of innocence. We are, we have access to the glory of God, and there are so many things Whether it's snow, a spring that never seems like it will come, 
Wash me from all that I think I am. My struggles, my stands, my cherished dreams, my soaring dreams and deadening fears. Leave me only your purity and your peace. Wipe away the masks of judgment I have placed on your children. Show me the face made in your likeness, that I may see my own as well. Brush aside all shines to the future, all altars to the past, and give me your golden presence, a home in you, unmovable and eternal. Still all voices within me, fill me with the hush of your peace. Now you are my thoughts, my purpose, and my way. All I need, and all 
congregations of the Concord River Deanery and congregational coaches. Pray for the church. I ask your prayers for peace, for goodwill among nations, and for the well-being of all people. Pray for justice and peace. I ask your prayers for the poor, the sick, the hungry, the oppressed, and those in prison. Pray for those in any need or trouble. I ask your prayers for all who seek God or a deeper knowledge of God. Pray that they may find and be found by God. I ask your prayers for the departed. Pray for those who have died. We remember those for whom we have been asked to pray. John, Spencer, Louisa, Peggy, Everett, Mary Jane, Anne, the Tillman family, Kenneth, Sharon, Olive, Bishop Tom, Greg, Linda, Matthew, the Carter family, and Graham, Elizabeth, Kathy, Sarah, Barbara, Eliona, Nan, Philip, Jenna, Reverend Stephen, Don, Susan, Deborah, Frida, Bob, Judy, Bonnie, Doug, Demi, Thelma, Anna, Molly, Sophie, Jane, Harriet, Wayne, Eric, Helen, Eddie, Liz, those without jobs, those serving in the military, and those working for peace. Pray for those for whom we care and love. I invite your prayers and intercessions at this time, either silently or aloud. Praise God for those in every generation whom Christ has been honored. Pray that we may have grace to glorify Christ in our own day. Heavenly Father, we have promised to hear what we ask in the name of your Son. Accept and fulfill our petitions, we pray, not as we ask in our ignorance, but as we deserve our support, nor as we deserve our sinfulness. That you know and love us in your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
regional awards for the crop walk from last year, 2013. Uh, the crop walk won the premium crop, one of four regional awards for the most money raised, over 55000 and the most money raised online. Congratulations.
flesh, mortal flesh in Jesus. Born in the human family and dwelling among us, he revealed your glory. Giving himself freely to death on the cross, he triumphed over evil, opening the way of freedom and life. On the night before he died for us, our Savior Jesus Christ took bread. When he had given thanks to he broke it and gave it to his friends and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. As supper was ended, he took the cup of wine. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is poured out for you and for all. Therefore, we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ. Right. 